You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for another spoiler-free review, our second spoiler-free review of the weekend in the battle of Elton John versus Gojira. And we know who the true winner is because it's the movie that we saw. Uh, a couple days ago, you heard Ben and Mallory bring you Rocket Man, and now we're capping it off with the number one movie of the weekend, Godzilla, King of Monsters, the 2019 version, because we should say Godzilla, King of Monsters was the title of the American release of the original Gojira, Godzilla. Uh, this is now, what, well into the 30s for Godzilla movies made, something I'm a huge fan of, and uh, I guess technically the third movie of the... Monsterverse. You, you like monster movies, yeah? I I have a I, huge obsession with monster movies. And you know, it's funny because um, whenever I I didn't even know that it's actually called a Gojira or whatever, like originally. But um, I, whenever I hear that word, though, I always think of that Matthew Broderick Godzilla, where there's that old man with the flame who just keeps looking back and forth because he's just horrified from the memory of Godzilla. He's like Gojira. Gojira. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. All right. Well, let's start the episode and introduce ourselves first, and then we'll get into that. Do you ever think, by the way, Elton John has music and stuff like that? Did you ever think like they could do like a rap with the Godzilla's roar? That'd be pretty cool. I'm sure there's something like that online that we can find. Um, let's. <laughs> well, let's get into it. My name is Colin, and. Hey, you stole my line. My name is Jamie, and uh, I am. Uh, the orca. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna eventually do a compilation of the best and worst opening lines. And Jamie went, "I am the orca." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's gonna. That's gonna take it. All the people in this movie were so intense. I was trying to think of the perfect line, but I I couldn't remember. All of a sudden. Um, I am looking up Godzilla Scream raps, so uh, maybe we'll actually find one. Uh, but anyways, Godzilla King of Monsters, so the third movie in the Monsterverse. This is the American uh, shared universe, which it's amazing that nowadays everybody says, oh, they're doing it like Marvel does. And I think we mentioned this back when we did the Mummy review before and a couple other things, but it's like Marvel didn't start this. Marvel actually just stole the idea from both Universal, who did this with the classic Mummy Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman movies, uh, and then the Godzilla movies always had this. Like the the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all classic Japanese Godzilla movies. That was like the original Marvel universe. Not just because, well, every Godzilla movie, you know, uh, had these crossovers, but like you would have Mothra, you know, in, in basically created for a Godzilla movie, and then Mothra would get a spinoff, and then you'd have a Rodan movie on its own, and then Rodan would appear, and then. Sometimes the titles wouldn't even be a Godzilla movie, but Godzilla would appear in it. And this whole MonsterVerse is something that's been going on for a long time, including post credit scene, which is cool. Uh, that uh, the, the, the Toho, the, the Japanese Godzilla movies did that for a long time. But anyways, I will be talking plenty about classic Godzilla movies here. Uh, but King of Monsters, uh, this is the sequel to the 2014 Godzilla movie, which I didn't care for at all. I was very excited about it. There are some things I appreciated didn't care for it at all, and also I guess the follow-up to Kong Skull Island, because this itself is the setup to Godzilla vs. Kong, which has already been filmed, and uh, is ready to be released uh, just before my birthday next year, so guess what we're doing for my birthday, but anyways, 2019, Godzilla King of Monsters, what did you think of it? Well, I don't, first of all, I don't know how I feel about what you just said about Godzilla versus Kong, because they're like both good guys. Well, okay, yeah, we did talk about that a little bit last night we haven't discussed much about this movie but uh at least in you know this universe godzilla is portrayed as you know the, the the one that protects the humans that keeps balance on the earth with all these monsters and stuff and life uh but in the original godzilla movie the you know 1954 1955 godzilla godzilla was the enemy and there are have been godzilla movies since then when you know they're basically trying to stop Godzilla from destroying humans. But it has been a more common thing in the Godzilla movies that that is Godzilla's role. He's the protector. King Kong has always been presented as like, not that he's the protector of humans, but that he is the protector of his island. And in Kong Skull Island, they very much presented him as, oh, he's not not so much the protector, like he knows he's protecting humans, but he's there to protect the island. And, you know, those humans who live on the island 
respect him for it. So now we're in a position where we got Godzilla versus Kong next year, and both have been presented as the protectors. Is it going to be a battle? Who's it? We'll, we'll talk more about that in the end. But anyways, this movie, what did you think of it? Um, I you didn't th- see the first one. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually. I thought that this... Um... I thought that this movie actually was pretty good. Like I said, I, I noticed that everybody in the movie was very intense. You you brought that up to me. They're like, everybody in this movie is so intense. I'm like, there are giant monsters destroying every city around the globe. I think people have a right to be intense. No, I know, but it's like every single line of the movie was like, there he is. What are we going to do? Blast him with a nuke in the face. <laughs> like- Blast him with a nuke in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or wait, sorry, I had to do it in like a Chinese accent because that lady was really intense. The one from like the or, or from she, Crouching Tiger. She is Chinese, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you had that look on your face. Like, did I just say something racist? <laughs> well, but yes, she is Chinese. She was in Crouching okay. Tiger. Okay, in my House def- of Flying Daggers. In my defense, though, when she you, played Japanese in Memoirs you, of Geisha because Hollywood's racist. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In my defense, if you look at a movie like that, you know, like an Americanized, because uh, I actually um, had read up on it a little bit in that. Um, uh, um, it was a book first, right? The Memoirs of a Yeah, Memoirs of a Geisha. Yeah, and it was actually written by an American, so it was not even written by... I know, some- I, yeah. No, I'm saying it wasn't written by somebody that was even Japanese at all. But um, anyways, so you have to um, give me a break because you look at that movie and you got like Koreans, Japanese, Chinese people all playing Japanese people. The only Japanese actor in Memoirs of a Geisha was Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Everybody else was either... Chinese or Korean or Vietnamese, you know, it, something. Yeah, but apparently everybody looks the same, which is, yeah, that's not the way it is, right? Yeah, that's that's Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, but it was, but they're getting better. <laughs> it was really good. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of who would actually be my favorite person. Godzilla? No, uh, for the people, it would probably Ken Watanabe is pretty awesome. Okay, so uh, Ken Watanabe is returning from the first movie. Also, um, not the girl from. Crouching Tiger, as you said, uh, but the the human sidekick or assistant or whatever that he has, the white lady uh, who's Ken Watanabe's sidekick, she was in the first movie. Sally Hawkins, she was in the um, the 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 having sex with a fish movie uh, a couple of years ago. The one that won Best Picture. What was is it called? The one that looks lady like, in the Water, Shape of Water. Is that the one that looks like uh, the lady from Sex and the City? What? Yeah. I don't. I'm what's, not familiar what's, what's with. What's her sex name again? City. Jessica. Is it Jessica something? Sarah Jessica Parker? What? Yeah. yeah, that's who that lady looks like. Which lady are you talking about? I'm talking about the one that's... Oh, I'm talking about the, the orca lady. The one no, with the orca. no, that's Vera Farmiga. No, she, that's one from Bates Motel. She doesn't look like Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, she does. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say, Jamie. No, it's not. The Nobody other. deserves that kind of foul thing to be said about them. Well, it's it's not just because they're both Caucasian. Like, they look I love that you're worried about being racist against your own race now, too. Well, whatever. Anyways, this is what happens when we cover a movie based on a Japanese film. Jamie finds a way to be overly sensitive about racism. Uh, Anyways, so those two are coming back this time. And then there's a brief cameo from David Strathern, who um, uh, played like a military commander in the first one. But even though this is a different director, like Gareth Edwards directed the first Godzilla. And he, of course, passed it up so that he could do um, uh, Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. But... um, this time it's passed off to Michael Doherty, who is a screenwriter who worked a lot for Brian Singer. On like he's written several of the X Men movies and Superman Returns, and he did a couple of horror movies. One like an anthology movie called Trick or Treat, another one called Krampus that came out. So he's more of like you know this this semi comedy horror director, and this is obviously his big budget break. And he basically followed up and did it in Gareth Edwards' style. Like no, you didn't see the fir- you told me when we were walking towards the theater that you did see the first Godzilla. And I said, no, you didn't, because I've only seen it twice. I saw it once in theaters with a friend of mine on opening weekend. Uh, Who was your friend? Do you have friends? Yes. Who was your friend? It was Carlo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carlo's not listening to this, but he was there. And we both agreed, that was okay. Uh, And then I saw it a second time when it was on Netflix, maybe a year or so later. And I thought, well, maybe this movie improves. I didn't hate it the first time I saw it. But like most people, my you know impression walking out was it would have been nice to see Godzilla in this Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, which there have been arguments made. I'm going to cover some of the arguments in that. But but, but this I, I movie now, it begins with seeing him right off the hop, though. 
How, how, how do you feel about sort, that? Okay, but I'll get that in a second. Sort of. But anyways, I saw the 2014 Godzilla a second time mm-hmm. and was like, wow, that movie's actually way worse than I remembered. <laughs> um, it's not entertaining at all. There's a couple of good sequences. It's so long. And I stand by all my complaints about Godzilla not being much in it. Now, here's the thing. This movie, most of the reviews out there, it's very split. I think it's got a 40% of Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'd say it's it's predominantly negative reviews, but there are a lot of positive reviews out there that are basically saying the negative reviews are completely understanding this, misunderstanding this movie. I completely agree with that. Because well, what are they saying? The negative reviews are complaining there's not enough development for the human characters. I'm like, man, the human characters are all over this movie. Yeah. Uh, saying it's just a bunch of monsters trying to kill each other. That's the point. Again, I went to bed last night. After we watched this, I went to bed watching my second favorite. I've seen all the the Godzilla movies. uh, But I watched my second favorite one of all time, which was uh, Godzilla vs. Destroya from 1995. And it is exactly the same as this movie. Like, no difference. The only difference is there's no dubbing in this. And you have some white actors. But um, complaints aside from, from the critics, you know, it is divided. But the first Godzilla movie, the general opinion was, even from those who were positive about the movie, Godzilla really has very little to do with this movie. And I agree with that. Having said that, in this movie, yeah, you do see Godzilla, you know, early on in the movie. There's a big sequence of Godzilla in the middle. For the most part, though, Michael Doherty does the exact same thing that the first Godzilla movie does. He holds off on giving you real good glimpses and real featured time for Godzilla until closer to the end. Now, the intention that Gareth Edwards had with the 2014 one was he wanted Godzilla to be like the shark in Jaws. That's the classic example people always use about how to make a monster work. Hold off on showing it to the audience. The problem is, and this is why, even though I agree, a lot of the defense out there are saying, if you watch the classic Godzilla movies, Godzilla is in less screen time than the 2014 version. Mm-hmm. True, but not in the original Godzilla. I think it just depends how you do it, too, though. Well, that that's the problem, because the classic Godzilla movies, the Japanese ones, a lot of those are crossover movies, and Godzilla's only meant to come in and save the day, and it's supposed to be about the other monsters. But if you're starting a new continuity, if you're introducing this Godzilla to American audiences in this franchise, you don't present it like it is a sequel to 12 or you know, 20 or 30 other Japanese movies. They can get away with it. You can't get away with it introducing. They really don't do much different in this movie. Like, Godzilla, I I kept thinking, I'm like, man, Godzilla's not in this much more, but it works better. And the reason is because Godzilla is featured in the story. When I... How cool is it, by the way, that Casper has Godzilla champion? He does, like, and it's not just dinosaur, it's actual Godzilla. I I looked at the design, I'm like, those fins match up? (laughs) The arch on his back is correct, the tail is the correct length? Um, Yeah, he has Godzilla jammies. If they release merchandise for, like, uh, action figures for Godzilla and Rodan and Mothra and stuff like that, all of them, would you you buy them for Casper? Oh, yeah, hands down. I'd buy them for Rain. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, because I love all these movies, right? Like, it's not just Godzilla. Like, even above Godzilla, the classic, like, 1932 King Kong is probably my top ten favorite movies of all time. So, which, for for the the big movies or whatever, the ones that are, like, old school, um, the one you're talking about, like, those type of movies where they're the well-known, uh, what came out first, King Kong or Godzilla? Well, King Kong was over 20 years before Godzilla. What year was that? I, okay, let's. <laughs> wish we had a rewind button on here. About about thirty seconds ago, I said the classic nineteen thirty two King Kong is probably my okay. top ten favorite movies of all time. Okay, but in my defense, though, you're the type of person, and you don't have to do this, but you're the type of movie buff that you could sit there and you could tell me every year and every title of every <laughs> no. Godzilla and King Kong movie release. Yes, but the point is... is you that, see, you could. No, hold on. But the point is is that you We're just... All like you, you just mocked me and said, well, when did the movies come out? And I'm like, I said that 30 seconds ago. Now, now you're trying to turn it around as if, well, not all of us memorize these things. You don't memorize something I said 30 seconds earlier? I just had two babies, so I got double There you go. Brain. You can hear one in the background, so let's uh, pick up the pace here. Anyways, um, the 2014 version, they take so long to get to Godzilla. Like, I remember seeing it in the theater, and you see some type of egg, and you're like, oh, there's a monster. It's going to be hatching, and you keep expecting it. It's going to be Godzilla. It's going to be Godzilla. It's going to be Godzilla. And like 40 minutes into the movie, a creature hatches. You're like, hey, it's not Godzilla. And they're like, oh, there's another creature somewhere on the other side of the globe. What, what and you're like, okay, it? it's good. It, it was it was called Mudo. Oh, okay. 
uh, it was just that it was a new creature that had not really similar to something like Batro, which was in you know a, a sort of like Mothra, but I don't know. It was a new design, anyways. So then they're like, oh, there's another creature on the other side of the globe. It's communicating with you. Like, okay, this is gonna be Godzilla. This is gonna be Godzilla. This is gonna be Godzilla. Still, it's not Godzilla. They spend all this time, you know, leading up to a monster's coming, and then it's not Godzilla. And then when Godzilla comes in, it's just people saying, I think this is another creature that legend says is named Godzilla. And then you finally see Godzilla for like 10 minutes at the end, and that's it. Like, it was a huge letdown, and on a second viewing, it plays even worse. And this isn't me coming from, oh, I want to see more Godzilla. I prefer the Japanese movies, where you see Godzilla as much as you did. But you have to keep Godzilla in the audience's mind. It is a Godzilla movie. This movie, despite... It features it more, but a lot of it is like glances from far away or there's sequences like Godzilla's underwater. We don't know what he's doing. and It's kind of like a silent thing. Really cool way of keeping him off screen while keeping Godzilla's presence in the movie. Yeah. That's where this one does it much better without actually featuring that much more Godzilla screen time. Are, are these creatures asexual? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. Um, the, the more recent Japanese Godzillas have said that Godzilla himself was, or herself, or whatever. Themself? Yeah. D- d- you know what the line is from the 1998 version, right? Uh, what? It, it reproduces asexually, and then Matthew Broderick's girlfriend goes, where's the fun in that? Yeah, where is the fun in that? <laughs> where's the fun in that? Anyways, uh, so this movie also introduces probably the three classic Godzilla foes that everybody's familiar with. Mothra, which is the moth-like creature. I, I remember, yeah. That one. Rodan, which is like a giant bird-like creature, almost like a vulture. I had heard of it, but I had no idea what it was. The classic Rodan movie, I would consider to be more similar to the the original Godzilla movie. It is a more serious monster movie, whereas Mothra involves a little bit more you know fantasy stuff. And then you got Ghidorah, which is the one that I guess people here aren't as familiar with because Ghidorah has never really had its own movie, even though... A couple of the Godzilla movies. I think the first movie Ghidorah was in was called Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, although it was still a Godzilla movie. People aren't as familiar with it as they are Mothra and Rodan. But this was the one that I was always the biggest fan of. I mean, I actually looked up a list that I made years ago of ranking all the Godzilla movies. And the Ghidorah ones are all in my top ten. So there were rumors that some of these monsters would make appearances. I wasn't sure how prominent they would be. And when the first trailer came out for this, I don't know if you were sitting there watching this. When I saw... Okay, that's Mothra, that's Rodan, and they showed Ghidorah. I, like, freaked out. <laughs> like, it's Ghidorah, three-headed monster, King Ghidorah. Uh, I had never even heard of that one. Yeah, but but this is more, I'd say, Ghidorah than Godzilla. You see more of Ghidorah than you Godzilla, because that's the one that's destroying everything. And without going into too many details, because this is spoiler-free, uh, basically, as we pick up this movie, it's five years later, it actually starts kind of like the way that Batman vs. Superman started. It starts with a sequence that takes place during the attack in San Francisco in the first Godzilla movie. And you have the family in this movie, which is made up of three great television actors. Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, uh, Norma Bates from Bates Motel, and the weird psychic bald kid, (laughs) little girl, from Stranger Things. Her her name was Eleven. Eleven, yeah. And the villain of this movie, Charles Dance, plays Tywin Lannister, one of the main villains in the early seasons of Game of Thrones. So your entire cast here are all great television actors. You you know what, though? Mm -hmm. Okay, some people might hate me for saying this, but I actually thought that like the girl who plays Eleven, I thought her acting was so bad the entire movie that did you? Yeah, that I I thought to myself like when she's like crying and she's clutching onto her mom and dad, I'm like, you know, that little girl could have died and I wouldn't have cared less. That's so weird because I was I was more impressed with her than I thought I would be. No, I thought she was way better on Stranger Things. Well, it's a different role on Stranger Things. I mean, here she's just playing you know a kid. I mean, the basic premise is. You know, you have the the uh, let's just refer to them as their television cat. I mean, Kyle Chandler and um, Vera Farmiga or whatever. I mean, Kyle Chandler is one of my f- very favorite actors, movies and TV, and it's yeah. so great that now he's in his forties and fifties. He's become this massive star. But Coach Taylor, Norma Bates, and Eleven. Uh, <laughs> so they, I guess, worked for Monarch, which is the organization that studies all these monsters, and. Um, after something happens during the events of 2014, they kind of split as a family. Uh, so Norma Bates and Eleven Bates <laughs> uh, are studying what we find out as Mothra. And then the villain comes in and it's basically all revolving around a device to control these monsters. Like something that can actually, this frequency, the orca, as you said, that communicates with these monsters. Um, so 
without going into too many details, one of the best surprises in this movie is that one of these two parents is not what you thought they would be. And that yeah. was great. Well, I, I don't know if this is a spoiler thing or not. You'll have to kind of let me know. But one thing that I kind of thought was a little bit dumb with the movie was um, when, you know, there's obviously all of these. Uh, and I mean, like you said, they're studying monsters. So it's not a, a spoiler to say that. It's just say <laughs> that they they have all these locations all over the world, you know, with these um um, uh, buildings, facilities with the monsters and stuff. Uh, but how come there's nobody at any of these facilities? Well, there are. No, there's, there's, they're showing them, and they're like, "We're gonna fly to this one. We're gonna swim to this one, or whatever." Okay, b- and there's, there's nobody that's already there that can be of any help. Right, People, I'm, everyone's useless. I'm not gonna. I, basically, this movie is we've cataloged where all these monsters are lying dormant frozen or cocooned or whatever it is and they're studying them but not releasing them and then we visit a lot of these locations where there are i think they say 17 separate monsters in this movie and you get to see little bits of all these monsters at one point uh you know not all of them out of their original form but um what you clearly missed was when they go to one of these installations and you hear a bunch of gunfire and they're basically implying off camera they just kill the people there Oh, okay. There you go. You missed something. <laughs> that could have been... Jamie also probably, went to... Probably when I went to the washroom. Yeah, well, Jamie did go to the bathroom, and she came back. And normally, no matter what the movie you're seeing is, you wouldn't expect in Godzilla King of Monsters, you'd have a lot to explain. But she went to the bathroom, and I had to be like, Jamie, you missed everything. This is like the middle of the movie. I'm like, okay, this creature is dead, and this creature might not be dead, and this one's actually an alien, and this one is blah, 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 blah going on and on and on. And I'm like, you missed everything. And I just kept repeating myself. No, you seriously, you missed the entire movie, and, basically. And, like, there's no relevance, really, in any other part of the movie. It's it's not important. It's like a throwaway line that they put. But how weird is it that they say one of the monsters is just, like, in some random place like Oklahoma? In and, Iowa. Uh, something like that. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm like, well, now you told me that. Now I want to know what it is. Like, is it like a gigantic fly? Like, what the heck is it? <laughs> is that what Iowa's known for, flies? <laughs> well, no, I don't know, but there's a big moth. So yeah, well, we'll there be a big fly? I'm sure we'll find out if this monster first continues. It starts continues. off at like, like a big super maggot or something. Yeah, but anyway, so let's just cover the other monsters. So Godzilla, I, they did a much better job with Godzilla in this movie. It, it is filmed in a kind of murky way, and I think that's what helps maintain the mystique because the worst thing you could do is just, you know, throw Godzilla on the screen at all times with all these effects and it loses its appeal. It is smart to not only keep Godzilla off the screen, like during some of the underwater stuff that goes on where you're hearing like this beacon where you're like, oh, that's Godzilla. Or you're seeing a flash in the water, which is like, you know, his his you know, radiation or whatever. Which I thought that was really cool, by the way, yeah. the, the blue thing. It's, it, it made it a little bit different. Like, there's sequences that keep him off screen, but then when there are these big battles between Ghidorah and Godzilla or you know Rodan and Godzilla or whatever um there's a lot of like dust in the air and clouds and stuff like that the effects were really good though it was actually really done well yeah I mean and same with the original I mean the original looked great too but it was keeping everything kind of dark and dimly lit in some of these that might put people some people off I will be honest like I'd be more interested to watch this on our TV where it's not in the theater because I feel you'll be able to pick up more. But it's smart because it's another way that keeps the monster, you know, a little bit in people's imagination so that when you have the big massive battle with all four of these monsters in the end, it means something more. I And, it, you know, we when we went to go see it, was that in 3D or was it just... <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> We have no. We have the glasses well, though. Yeah, so. it was three D, JV. I was because I was just gonna say like, I didn't really feel like it was like one of those things where okay. the three D was really utilized. yeah. Good point. Like I will say this, I don't know if this is a movie that must be seen in three D. No. Uh, because I mean the, the uh, what is that IMAX or whatever? Okay, yeah, this that, was like that the, would uh, be worth it. Well, this the was 3D, the equivalent uh, of IMAX. Yeah. It, it's just not the IMAX name, but it was an uh, AVX or whatever. Oh, AVX, but, right? Uh, but. That is a fair point because I think because of how, you know, murky you, you it looks. You laughed at me. No, I laughed at you because you said, was this in 3D? And you actually said the same thing to me. We got the glasses. We're going through. The guy says, and your glasses are right there on the right. And you picked up a pair of glasses. And I said, you did you grab some 3D glasses for me? And you said, no. So I picked up some. You had them on your head the entire time. And then as the movie's starting, you're like, is this movie in 3D? I'm like, what are you wearing on your head? Well, like, oh, Right. Well, I don't know. Is there some movies where they're IMAX where you just put on glasses to put on glasses? No. Like they just want the audience to look cooler? I don't know. No. Um, but but back to the movie here for a second. So the four monsters, Godzilla, 
huge improvement over the first one. Uh, I will say the Godzilla kill we get, like the, the, the very end of the 2014 one, there's a very memorable epic kill that Godzilla has against one of the creatures in that. Um, in this one, I feel like they top it. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but like it's, it it's worth good. it, the, the epic kill. Uh, Ghidorah, what are your thoughts on Ghidorah now that you've seen a Ghidorah movie? Is, is, is that the one with the three heads The three-headed, yeah. Okay, because I was going to tell you this. I was trying to talk to you about this. The Hydra, yeah. Yeah, I said it's kind of like the Hydra, but it's not exactly like it because the story of the Hydra, though, is if you cut one of the things, heads grows two back. Well, there you go. You missed yeah. another part of the movie because bo- they both addressed that, that the myths of the Hydra was probably based on Ghidorah in this movie, and you see a head grow back in this. So no, but you were only, gone a long but, time but in the middle of this. only one, though. It only has ever three heads in in the hydra the hydra myth if you cut off one head it's supposed to grow two back okay that's like well we know that from the from the captain america movies yeah uh anyways um so did you like Ghidorah though uh yeah you know actually i thought it was really it was really good um and uh i'm trying to i'm trying to think of what i can actually say where i'm not going to spoil it i like that they actually gave these monsters some intelligence too mm-hmm. and they weren't just like big dumb animals i like that all of them have a distinct personality cuz like i'll yeah. be honest the japanese movies you do get more character out of them which is weird because it's rubber costumes like they've always used the costumes even when cgi became a thing they still have guys in rubber to this day rub, guys in rubber costumes but you seem to get more because you get a human performance out of it. But they use some motion capture. Uh, there are actors who played these creatures in the sequences for some motion capture, so they do get some performance out of it. But it's harder in a movie like this, you know, especially when you got the three heads. Uh, Mothra, uh, opinions on Mothra. We probably oh. see Mothra. Mothra is introduced first. The plot kicks off with Mothra, but Mothra's cocoon for a lot of the movie, so. It's probably seen less, but from what you did see, do you like Mothra? Uh, I did, actually, but I had another question about the Ghidorah thing, um, because you were very much in the know about all these type of things. Did they ever address uh, how Ador- uh, Ghidorah can uh, control weather, like how it actually wor- physically works? No, but uh, again, during the section you were gone. <laughs> no, I, I know that part of what you're yeah. saying. No, I but... I don't I don't know how the physics all work of it. Oh, okay, I was yeah. wondering how they explain that. I'd have to rewatch all the Ghidorah Godzilla movies to see if it's ever dropped. Is but... there other movies of just Ghidorah too? No, Godzilla's in all of them. Oh, okay. But like the first one that it was in, I think was actually called Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. It was still a Godzilla movie, but the title was Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. And then... The other one, which, again, two of the best ones, uh, was, I think, the Monster from Planet X or something like that. But uh, uh, that one actually took place on another planet uh, and was probably more about Ghidorah. You know, I, I don't want to watch uh, Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. I want to watch Godzilla versus Mega Shark or whatever its <laughs> name is. No, because Mega Shark's the bad guy. <laughs> Wait, so... We've established that Mega Shark is always a bad guy. Yeah, even if we went against Crocosaurus. Did, did you see that thing I, I posted to your Facebook with the shark? No, I, I probably did, but I don't remember because we're talking about Godzilla right now. Mothra, thoughts on Mothra? Uh, I thought it was really cool, but I wondered like why it was glowing too. Is it also radioactive? I think I don't know if they're all radioactive or some of them have certain types of powers like again this is all a new continuity i don't remember a lot of the glowing from the classic mothra uh mothra is the one that's designs probably changed the most it definitely looks more of a monster like to me which is weird because mothra is not presented as as much of a monster in this movie uh the power that they have is like the the sticky webness and then they have a stinger yeah uh and then rodan which is the vulture bird-like creature and I got to be honest, of those four creatures, Rodan's the one that I was always uh, less excited by. Even that, though I loved the first Rodan movie, always on fire, right? Uh, well, I like think it came out of a volcano in this movie. But like, it looks like it's always on fire. Yeah, it's tough to tell. Again, a lot of this stuff is dark and murky. But uh, what I was surprised about was of all these creatures, the Rodan sequence when Rodan's introduced. That was my favorite part of the entire movie, including the final battle. The Rodan chase battle scene that comes about halfway through the movie, I loved. And I wondered, like, why is it they've done such a great job with Rodan here? I'm not saying they didn't with the others, but maybe it was because I wasn't as big of a Rodan fan as I was Mothra, Ghidorah, or Godzilla. But um, it turns out Michael Doherty, the director, has basically said Rodan was his favorite of all the Toho monsters, and he really wanted to do it justice. 
And it almost feels like he put more work into Rodan than the others, because that sequence was incredible. You were gone, you know, for 10 minutes maybe during it, but uh, Rodan. Oh, thanks for telling people how long I was gone. <laughs> well, you, you, you were thirsty? You got to go to the bathroom? It's a large theater? Yeah, I know. But I was too cheap to buy anything. Well, you know, no. I was full because we went up for pizza. I, of course, right. have to mention that. Okay. Rodan, any thoughts on Rodan? Sorry. Yes. This is why our reviews are longer than Ben's. I kept thinking about the food. Uh, you know, again, I had never seen it at all, so I thought it looked really interesting, actually. And I, okay. I wasn't really sure what to make of it. Like, do I describe it as like a bird or well, like a bat? It's kind of like in between. What, what I think was great about the way Rodan's presented this movie is Rodan's much more vicious than Ghidorah. You know, Ghidorah's obviously the biggest, the most deadly and dangerous, but Rodan felt like this thing's going to peck your face off. <laughs> it's going to bite your head off, peck your face off. Like, Rodan was dangerous in this movie, and I definitely would love to see if they ever did expand. I doubt they'll ever do solo movies and stuff like that. You're looking up the Mudo stuff? No, it, this is actually, like, a whole list of all of the monsters. Yeah. The, it looking... shows the title of what they all are, and some of them, obviously, you can't see. But this other one, this this Mudo or That was whatever, from the first Godzilla wh- movie. Why, why does it say one, two, three? Is that because of different movies? There, there were multiple Mudos in Godzilla. This is all from Godzilla 2014. And this one looks... That's kinda... the epic kill I'm talking about. Breathing oh. fire down the Mudo's neck. Oh. Anyways, this this thing, it looked really weird. It looked like the things that is on, like, Stranger Things. Yeah, like and can you freaky. imagine sitting through 45 minutes of a Godzilla movie with them saying, a monster is about to be born, a monster is about to be born, and then you see two of those, and you're waiting another 20 minutes for Godzilla? That's why people were so upset with 2014s. Yeah, I, I I don't even know. I mean, it seems like it, it it wouldn't be that great, but I haven't seen the movie. Okay, so one of the other things, I mean, the monsters, obviously the battle scenes are great in this and everything. Um, the human stuff, the human characters we got in the first one, really lackluster, really forgettable. Brian Cranston was the best one, and he was killed like a few minutes into it. Who Ken Watanabe was great. Brian Cranston? Who's He's the guy from Breaking Bad. He was the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. He's a great actor. Okay. Anyways, he, you didn't see 2014, so it doesn't matter. But um, uh, so the human ones in this one, I mean, Ken Watanabe's back. And I actually feel like in the first one, I thought it was a novelty because his character, Dr. Sarazawa, was the, that's the name of the original lead character from the, the, the first, the 1954 Godzilla movie. And it's kind of a throwback. Here he definitely is playing more of the science character. Uh, but there's also a couple other great throwbacks to the classic. If anybody out there is a fan of the classic Godzilla movies... There's a moment they refer to, they, they actually show a weapon, which is uh, a weapon from classic Godzilla movie. Uh, and the theme music from the original Godzilla movies actually is played here. But then Ken Watanabe, he went from being like, okay, this is a cool attraction to kind of get him playing, you know, the token Japanese guy in a Japanese movie remake, playing a character named after the original lead of uh, the Japanese movie. In this one, like, he was a real star of the movie. I mean, he stole the movie, most likely, from the ones I thought him kyle chandler they kind of steal the movie yeah i mean he was really good actor uh, that guy's great and everything ken Nobby's amazing i mean no both of them though and here's the difference okay and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna butcher her name but like uh, uh zhang yi uh is it the one from the, flying from, from house of flying daggers yeah. crouching tiger memoirs of a geisha she is a decent actress in all of her hong kong movies She's a bad actress in Memoirs of a Geisha, like bad. And I like the excuse movie. to be made, well, English isn't her first language. Ken Watanabe's first English language film he ever made was The Last Samurai, and he got an Oscar nomination for it. Ken Watanabe is, that is the amazing. One with uh, who? Who's Tom that? Cruise? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ken Watanabe in anything, incredible. Uh, but especially in this, I mean, this the material's pretty light in a Godzilla movie, and he's giving like he's giving his all as if he's doing letters from Iwo Jima or uh, Last Samurai. I feel like through the whole movie, like I said, she's so intense too that that lady you're talking about from Flying Daggers, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her name, but it, I I feel kind of bad for her because the whole movie it's like she she wants to try to explain what's going on or what to do next and then she's constantly getting corrected by people that's not the way to do things or or we need to do this instead i didn't pick up on that yeah no i i i've because she's like so what are we gonna do next we should like nuke it in the face and she's like no <laughs> nuke, don't what don't is it with nuking it, things in the face <laughs> don't nuke it in the face you gotta hit it in the balls <laughs> or something like verbatim from the script uh we're this is supposed to be spoiler free jamie kick out of the balls <laughs> <Okay>. um <laughs> We also got Bradley Whitford, who plays the the kind of 
obnoxious scientist guy in this movie who I thought he was great. He was from the West Wing TV show. He was the guy from Get Out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome in this movie. All the humans are great. Uh, and that's why it surprised me that there's so much criticism, not enough human development. There is so much human development in this movie, and yet it still feels like a classic Godzilla movie. Like, you get complaints, oh, there's not enough of the monsters. You get complaints, there's not enough of the humans. Like, just you, shut up, critics, know, and watch the movie. People will always have something to complain about because they have to try to list some type of con. But honestly, I think if you had more involvement with the human characters where you were focusing on their lives, storylines, or anything like that, that then you'd have people be like, well, it wasn't focusing on the monsters enough. Yeah, which is what happened in 2014. Per- I think it was the perfect balance. Yeah. Uh, and then the like, family, like the like the Godzilla movie with the Matthew Broderick or whatever. And <laughs> if you're using that as the perfect example, we no, lost all of our credibility. No, no I'm saying you and know, I like that movie. It shows serious. like all of his life, and then this love story with the girl, and it's yeah, like people who don't want the that. heck cares? Exactly. It's like watching the Pearl Harbor movie with like all of the love stories and stuff yeah. like that. It's like nah. Or so Titanic. <laughs> oh, you know, Titanic's just an awful movie. I'm yeah, sorry. Thank you. Just just never watch it. Um. But yeah, like all the negative reviews out there, I can't read one thing in these negative reviews that doesn't perfectly match what a Godzilla movie is supposed to be. Now, if you're not a fan or if you've never seen the classic Godzilla movies, maybe this won't be for you. But it's also not so much of a tribute to classic Godzilla. It's not so reverential to classic Godzilla that only people who are fans of classic Godzilla would get it. I mean, I think it's just emphasizing the things that worked about those movies. It is just a monster movie, but it's a monster movie that has a bit of a mean... I don't want to get too deep. It's a Godzilla movie, but like the Godzilla movies always focused on something, whether it be, um, you know, uh, nuclear arms or uh, military power or uh, environment or whatever, something that would tie it to how how do you use a monster to tell the story and in this one it has a lot to do with you know does the earth deserve to just be wiped clean st- start from a clean slate uh do these monsters have real reign over the earth since they are these titans are supposed to be the original all this stuff there are certain things in there that, that gives it a little bit of depth but then the family I thought this was the best thing about it because, again, we didn't get too much of their personal lives. Nothing yeah. with this family's whatever we learn about them, nothing's really resolved in this movie. They're just there, but yet they're not disposable. And again, I can't say enough about Kyle Chandler. Like, he is maybe one of the top five greatest actors in the entire world. I mean, Friday Night Lights aside, you got him in Bloodline, you know? You've got him uh, in The Wolf of Wall Street. I hated that movie, but he made that movie. He's just a perfect actor. I mean, Zero Dark Thirty, incredible in Zero Dark Thirty, everything. Let's just start the Kyle Chandler podcast right now. You, yeah, I'm moving on. You um had asked me what I thought about all of these different Titans and stuff like that. So I have to ask you now, because um, I'm also like co-host of this podcast because I'm awesome and I know exactly what I'm doing for podcasting. You forgot time. if this was 3D and you forget things I say 30 seconds earlier, but yeah, sure. You know, this is like 99% me, okay? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. More like 2% me. Uh, what did you think about the um, Titans for the Mudo? But I don't know if you remember the other one. It's the only other Titan I think they showed. It's actually called Behemoth. And that's the one that looks kind of like a mammoth. Yeah, I mean, they they have some original creations in here. I don't think they showed any other ones though, right? I there's think... a crab-like creature. Oh, was there? Yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah, there's a crab-like creature that's featured prominently. here. The, the crab-like one and then the giant woolly mammoth one. I mean, yeah, you get some of the other titans they're cool designs but i think because because i actually watch all these old movies um i was just i was way more excited i kept watching those scenes thinking um i don't know that one and i kept waiting for them to cut to another monster so i'm like you know oh that one's gonna be megalon you know that one is uh ibira or that one is anguirus or whatever uh were you disappointed that you didn't get to see more uh no because i thought to myself you know, there's moments where there's computers that are scrolling through. These are the monsters hidden around the world. Yeah. And then you do get to see some of them. It, it made me more excited to watch it a second time on freeze frame. You know, so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to pick some. Because one of those freeze frames you see, it does say Kong. And there's actually a lot of talk in this movie about Skull Island. And we're not spoiling anything. Well, but even in the credits, yeah. We're not spoiling anything. But, you know, watch the end credits. They've already filmed Kong Skull Island, and even the three lead actors of this movie, the family, you know, uh, Coach Taylor, Norma Bates, and Eleven, they're in Kong, uh, the the Godzilla versus Kong movie. So this is a lead into that, but it's still its own movie. But yeah, the one I'm really excited about. I mean, the reason that I 
watch all these movies is because I do love the shared universe, and I I, I love that about the original movies too, that, hey, you got a good monster, let's give him a spinoff. But King Kong, way above Godzilla. Like, easily my favorite movie monster of all time, not even close. And Kong Skull Island, I felt like, was a perfect movie, a movie that gets better each time you watch it. And to see Godzilla versus Kong... I'm trying to think if there's going to be anything else coming out next year that I'm more excited about than Godzilla vs. Kong. Well, when is that Star Wars movie coming out? Is that this That's Christmas? the end of this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, Star Wars would obviously be ahead of it, but after Star Wars, like, Godzilla vs. Kong, and the funny thing is, like, I'm a fan of Kong Skull Island, but if they said we're making a sequel to Kong Skull Island, I wouldn't say that was my number one movie to see that year. Even with this movie, it wasn't a perfect movie. What do you look at? You look at the toys? There is actually toys being released. How much do they cost, though? I don't know, but that's pretty cool Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm buying these. Look look at how big that is. I'm looking tomorrow. There's a kid that's like as big as Casper here, and the the Godzilla's the same size. Yeah, show me the Mothra and Rodans. Do they have them? Oh, yeah, there's Mothra. yeah, look. Rodan. Yeah, we're buying these toys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This episode was brought to you by Godzilla King of Monsters, new line from... I don't know. Jack... Hasbro, whatever. Toys or something. Jack Toys! Anyways, um, so yeah, I answered your question. I forgot what it was, but I'm sure I answered it. Um, let's rate this movie. Are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? You know, I would actually buy it. I did enjoy it. That's Okay, that's weird because, first of all, Jamie I, I, buys everything. No, I do like monster movies. I, like, I, I actually did like um, the Matthew Broderick uh, Godzilla. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I, I, I liked it for, like... Um, the interest of it being a monster movie, but I see so many flaws with it, and then I watch a movie like this, and I'm like, oh, that's way more interesting and better put together. Okay, here's the weird thing. First of all, I'll just preface this by saying, Jamie buys everything, even movies she comes on here and trashes. Um, I Like I said, I love these movies. Uh, I didn't like the first Godzilla. I would have been that. We're going to eventually get to it next year. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as to buy this movie, because I do think, well, here, I think there are some flaws with it, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but none of these movies are. It's not the greatest Godzilla movie I've ever seen. And maybe, I think in part it's because the novelty of having all these monsters. I mean, there are at least a half dozen Godzilla movies where you have multiple monsters. Not just Godzilla versus something, but like multiple monsters in one movie. In fact, Godzilla Final Wars, you have every Godzilla monster ever against Godzilla in a single movie in two hours. So the novelty of that... It was cool for me to see these new versions, but I didn't think it was a perfect movie. I do think it's a little bit long. Um, and if I were to rank this among the best Godzilla movies, you know, there's been 30 something, let's just say 31, 32 Godzilla movies, you know, I'd put this in the top 15. I think it's in the top half for sure. Not quite a top 10 one, but I still really enjoyed it and I probably will buy it when it comes out. But I would say if people are going to rush out to see this movie, not everybody's gonna love it and and you have to give me a break because honestly like again i didn't grow up obviously with uh knowing a lot of people that were like you you know like movie busts and stuff like that you know and you look at my generation family because of all the huge age difference between me and my oldest brother is 12 years and so you know it's funny but like you know it was the 90s or whatever and even like late 90s and i still had brothers who had rat tail you know (laughs) hairstyles and stuff it's like no no it was too late for that but anyways so the godzilla matthew broderick movie that that was my first introduction into any actually type of monster movie I, i i just was trying to think of it i'm like i don't think i've seen a monster movie before that because I had, like, I knew obviously about King Kong. Everybody knows about it, but I never watched any of the movies with that. Uh, Godzilla, there, that one, that year, 98, that was the first one that I ever saw that was a monster movie. What was your first monster movie? It actually was Godzilla. But, but when did you watch that? Like, how old were you? I, no, you know what? Okay, when I was. I did see King Kong when I was maybe seven or eight years old, but I don't think I saw the whole thing. It was one did, of these things that was on. show it to you? It or? was on TV. Okay. Because there are a few things that I remember distinctly from that, but I don't think I ever saw it all the way through. Godzilla, um, no, you know what? It was actually Godzilla 1985, which is, um, okay, so the, the original. I don't even remember that. You were like, what, no, four, I didn't years see, old? No, I didn't see it in 1985. Let me get to the point here, okay? okay? Um, so... The original Godzilla movie was a Japanese movie. To release it in America, 
they basically not only redubbed the movie, but they actually filmed new scenes with an American actor who basically was always standing in the background. So if there was there's a courtroom scene in Gojira, right? The Japanese version. And they filmed a couple of shots of an American actor, Raymond Burr, who's standing in the back of a courtroom, and they had cut that into the Japanese movie to make it look like this American reporter is investigating this. And every once in a while, they'd throw a new scene in there where he's talking to somebody who is not involved in the plot at all, or they would have him meeting one of the lead characters, but you only see them from behind. So when you know how they did that movie, you're like, oh, this is clearly them just throwing an American actor in there. But they did the same thing when they rebooted, the first time they rebooted the Godzilla continuity in 1984. Mm -hmm. And in America, they used that same actor from the original movie, and they threw him in there with new scenes and basically made it the same way. Uh, That's considered to be one of the worst Godzilla movies, the American retelling of that. But the Japanese version, Godzilla 1984, 1985, uh, I did see that recently, and I thought that's a huge improvement. But I remember seeing that. It was one of these times, I don't know, it was probably the the early 90s maybe even. And it was just one of these things like you, your parents rent a bunch of movies and like, oh, here's a Godzilla movie. So I saw that. And then I remember us going out and renting the, the black and white version. I'm like, oh, that's but, a cool movie. But you said that Kong was your first monster movie that you watched? Yeah, but I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, but I don't remember seeing it all the way through. Were you, were you interested, though? I, it was one of these things I just don't think you could find a 1932 I'm, release movie easily on video, but I always was interested to see it. Like, the, there's a thing where, you know, your personality and stuff like that, you have several things that you're really interested in. Like, this isn't just a random thing where it's like, oh, I kind of like that. You really like hockey. You love, um, like superhero movies and stuff like that and like monster movies like that's a big thing for you yeah so like when would you say that you really got into that and what kind of made you get it really into monster movies so uh, we are going to hopefully be doing Godzilla versus Kong month next year we'll get more into it I'll, I'll explain it a bit now um, it was probably again through the Godzilla movies I'd seen a few here and there uh, but then when I was maybe in my early to mid 20s Hockey Night in Canada which is you know, for anybody who's not in Canada the hockey equivalent of Monday Night Football, they play two games back-to-back on Saturday nights. The second game usually ends around midnight, and then CBC, the network's on, will usually throw a movie on there. And one summer, uh, or I guess during the playoffs, they started going through all the Godzilla movies. and Like the classic ones? Yeah, they started with the first and worked their way up. So I, I got through the first, I think 12, they did it for, for three months straight. I got through the first 12 Godzilla movies. Every single Saturday, I would stay up till about 2 in the morning and watch these Godzilla movies. Uh, and then it was probably not long after that where the Peter Jackson King Kong movie came out. I'm like, well, I really got to see the first King Kong. And I saw that and I'm like, this is maybe the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. And it's 80 years old or whatever. But yeah, like it, it really was just watching hmm. even some of the bad Godzilla movies. They're fun, you know. And then every once in a while you get like a really good Godzilla movie in there. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. We'll that's cover the, more of those next that's, year. That's the first one that I saw. But no, you're, you're, Godzilla one. you're right though that uh, – you know, I have like Star Wars and Superman, yeah, and uh, whatever else in there. But yeah, monster movies like Godzilla, King Kong, those types of things. Well, and even like it's not really like a huge monster or anything, but even stuff like um, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, like, it's still monster. Like the Universal monsters, yeah. and then you have like the the Japanese monsters. All yeah. those things. I've, I, I, I've watched, you know, dozens upon dozens. Ones that people have never heard of, you know? <laughs> I think it's just interesting because it's like, um, it's like mythology type of things. It's it's different. So, you know, you always wonder, well, what would it be like if these things actually existed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's part of what makes it interesting to me. Yeah. But you're going to buy this still, even though you didn't seem that into the movie and you walked out for 10 minutes? Well, no, I, okay, I, I say buy it as in, like, I would buy it to have oh, it in the house. Go somewhere. through this every time. Uh, no, This I is what recommendation would... you would give. Do you think this is a movie that, you know what, this movie is totally worth a person spending $30 on to own it? Or do you think this movie is totally worth spending 10 bucks to see it in the theater? Or do you think this movie's not worth the money? Yeah, I, th- I think it was worth it, yeah. You would buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But again, I'm renting it and I think I enjoyed this more than you. I we just have we, we go through this every single time we do a review, we have completely different ideas of what the rating system is. <laughs> but we'll be back for another review soon. Godzilla King Monsters done. Oh, I, I have to tell the quick story before we go here. I meant to open with this. Um so three weeks ago, uh oh let me tell the story differently, okay? So yesterday, everybody was asking me, you know, uh, oh, how are, how are the babies doing? Because we just had twins. And uh, I'm like, oh, they're doing good. I'm like, you know, how's Jamie doing? I'm like, um, interesting. Um, we're going to see Godzilla, King of Monsters tonight. Three weeks ago, when I was saying that was coming out in three weeks, 
Jamie said to me, you can see that one yourself because I have no interest. <laughs> and a couple of days ago, uh, you start saying, okay, we're going out on Friday. Now, it, with Casper, our firstborn, it was like six weeks before you even wanted to leave him with anybody. It's been three weeks home with these babies, these twins. And you're like, all right, we're going somewhere Friday. And I'm like, uh, so where? I don't know. Well, you want to go see a movie? I'm like, yeah. It was well, X Men that we went to go see, right? After I Kevin? think it was da- yeah, Days of Future yeah. Past or Ap- no, it was Apocalypse. It yeah. wasn't that long ago. Oh, but anyways, that was so not worth it. Would you have been that movie? Yeah, there you go. Something you finally would have been. Anyways, so I'm like, what movie do you want to see? Uh, you're like, oh, I don't care. What do you want? Godzilla? And you're like, sure. I'm like, three weeks ago you said you're seeing that yourself because I have no interest. One week at home with the twins by yourself, and you're like, I'll go see Godzilla. <laughs> No, okay, but, you know, I just said that because I'm like, well, whatever, it's kind of your thing. But I watched the trailer for it, and I'm like, it actually does look pretty good. But still, you could have said, no, let's see John Wick, and I would have said, I'll see John Wick again. Yeah, actually, you know, I really wish I kind of saw John Wick, but... <laughs> but we're still, we're going to get to that, because, again, we had twins in between our recaps of one and two. Uh, so yeah, as was, soon as you like, see it, I was really jealous. By the way, that like I had to stay home with the babies. You told me to go. <laughs> I know, but I'm really jealous. You told me to go. You should like stay here and breastfeed the babies, and then let me go. See I don't think work. that would work. I think there's a couple of obstacles in my anatomy <laughs> that would prevent that from happening. I know that's okay. Anyway, so John Wick review will still be to come. Uh, Rocket Man, you can listen to Ben and Mallory's review of that. Uh, Godzilla's winning the weekend, but Rocket Man won our poll this past week. Uh, 60, I think it was 58, 62, or 60, 40, or something like that. Um, and of course, it didn't beat in the box office. Though. I know. Well, Godzilla's it's making a fortune, nowhere near as much as the first movie made, uh, but it's still making a fortune this weekend. You know, it's, it's enough that it's going to pay off. So uh, there'll be—I don't know what reviews are be coming. Men in Black's coming out in a few weeks. Who even knows? We'll get a chance to see that. But we are about to start our um, Disney Live Action Month coming soon. I think that's coming next month. Uh, at the beginning of July, we'll be doing Disney Live Action Month. Uh, so we're going to be getting into um, the Beauty and the Beast, Maleficent, The Jungle Book, and then the original Lion King all leading up to the new Lion King. But there's also all the regular episodes going around, um, random rewatches every once in a while, Lost and Third Watch is still going on, uh, and then movie reviews, wherever we can fit them in. We just got a little, little side projects. We got a couple of fun little episodes that are going to be coming out soon, and maybe some more Survivor talk for anybody that wants Survivor. We actually will be having a couple of kind of preview bonus episodes to come hopefully soon on Survivor. So Isn't that like a big season that's coming up? Like there's going to be an all-winter season coming. 40 or something, yeah. right? So yeah. it, Is that the next one? The one after that next one. Aww. The next one is Rob and Sandra, giant statues on the beach. Terrible. Is, is With that, Canadians in it, though. Oh, that's the Canadian yeah. one. Okay. So yeah, we're going to have lots of stuff to talk about for that coming up. But anyways. I bet you're so sad that you're not in that one. You could have won I, me a million dollars. I applied... And immediately got an automatic... I waited too long. I got an automatic response saying, we're accepting applications all the way up until whatever date. And that was 12 hours earlier. Yeah. Anyways. Next time, Colin. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Don't follow Instagram. me, Instagram. Don't you follow You say that me. every time. Don't follow her. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, whatever. Uh, my name is Colin, and nuke him in the face! Hi. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.